Hey everyone, welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Audrey. And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life. Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout. That's right. We're going to be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV. We're going to be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately. We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week. And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most. We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire. Come hang out. here just Jared and I today to the podcast yes no guests on the show but thought we'd do a little life update because a lot of life has been happening a for lot us of lately. life has been happening all at once so yeah we and decided to cover some the holidays of the bases. and um you know a lot of things going on and so it would be a good time to talk about a few big things in our world that's going on catch you guys up to speed on some stuff um and talk about what's coming up, and, and well, that was weird, and, and, and uh, we got a really fun announcement uh, in just a couple minutes as well, so. Might be, knowing us, that'll probably be more like 20 minutes into the episode. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. see. But anyways, yes, if you we'll guys have been following us on social media, you probably know some of the things that are going on, but... We have been potty training. Jeremy just recently had hernia surgery. Uh, All this coming off of pumpkin season, headed into Thanksgiving, and me being 33 weeks pregnant. Plus, we've had just some work things and getting ready for our busiest time of the year. So, And and we've been making some pretty big decisions. Yes. um, Just with next year and two kids and all the things. And uh, Yeah, so we're going to talk about some of that today. (laughs) <laughs> I think we'll start with, with uh, you guys. yeah, we'll, we'll kind of just walk you guys through a little bit and give some thoughts along the way on, on some stuff. Um, but, you know, hernia surgery, we'll just start with that real quick. Yeah, what's a hernia? Yeah, well, I've been getting a lot of people kind of asking, not just that exact question, but hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, you're back. So, you know, long story short, a hernia, from my understanding, there are two different types. And, uh, uh, it's a common thing. It's though. a very, very common thing, specifically for men. They get it, and kids because right? isn't it common for kids too? I don't think so. I think it's yeah. Arya it's, had it. No, and... a lot of it is men. Most of it's men because it's a weak. It's a weak spot in the abdominal wall, but an, and an inguinal hernia, which is the one I had, is where. Um. Anyways, it's a spot in my like right where my belt line is, where my it's where your intestines kind of bulge or try to push out of that weak spot in your abdominal wall. Um, and so I've had one for a couple of years and the doctor here. How did you get it? How did I get it? I think, you know, I don't know. Um, I've traced it to, uh, it sounds like a humble brag, but I traced it to a couple of years ago when someone dared me, you know, can you still backflip? And I said, of course I can. And I did three back to back without warming up. And I remember feeling like a tingling down there, like, ooh, that strained the muscle. Little did I know, I just tore something and I I got a hernia. So that was like three years ago. And I've been kind of ignoring it because he says you can fix it if you want and surgery terrifies me. Yeah, because, well, time out, we went in because it got visibly, I mean, you can see it. I mean, like, you tell tell your story about how, like, like, I remember looking down one day. Yeah, like, if I, no, I don't know if I'm going to go there, but if I just... (laughs) Held my hands out and took a tinkle. I mean, I'd be going near 90 degrees. It just, because of the bulge, it gets so big. And it's really my intestines trying to f- squeeze out of that hole. Ugh. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, <laughs> I know, like, like looking Ugh. at him, it just looks like this bulge in his groin. Yeah. So abs. But we, we went in, we were like it, worried. We didn't know what a hernia was, though, a couple years ago. And we're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And we went in for a doctor's appointment, and I was maybe six or seven months pregnant with Ember. I legit. And I was like, oh no, he's going to have something yeah. wrong with him. We're about to have our first kid. We're remodeling our house. Like, this is going to be crazy. And then the doctor was like, 
Yeah, you can fix it or you don't need no to. Biggie. So I chose not to fix it. Um, to wait. To wait. Until it really bothers you. Yes. And and uh, it ended up really bothering me, specifically because I like I want to be athletic and I found myself not doing things and stop biking and stop climbing, just stop doing things simply because I would always feel it. Not enough to necessarily notice it, but enough to subconsciously not do things. And then it made a lot of other parts of my body not operate um, correctly because of it. So, so why did we do it now? That's what a lot of yeah, people Yeah, so we did know. it now because we only have one kid. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not in the middle of like a remodel or something crazy. Um, it's the holidays, which doesn't really make sense why we did it. Uh, Most, but like, you've Audrey's been about, wanting to do it for a while because your whole health journey thing. Yes. Okay. Audrey's about to have another kid, and that it would be impossible if, if one of us was out of commission. Well, it wouldn't be impossible. It would be very hard if one of us was out of commission. So we figured this is, the, that. this is the window. We have to do it now. Because you can't lift over 10 to 20 pounds for the first two months. Something, something like that, yeah. Depending on how big the tear is and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's why we decided to do it now. And we're really glad we after did. After pumpkin season, after, after a book tour, season. after the summer. You didn't want to do it in the middle of that. Well, plus so this was kind I've of been the perfect having, window. Yeah. Plus I've been having like back problems and I figured yeah, I've kind of been on a little health journey, if you will. I want to get back into shape. I'm coming up on my 30th birthday and I just want to hit 30, you know, hit the ground running. Uh, You're going to emerge I'm going to emerge. But you told me that. <laughs> Three years in a row. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of my thought, and uh, I've actually like started a new uh, diet, which we'll is talk more about that. Maybe interesting. Later. So just I'm trying to get healthier, really. And the hernia was like, I got to do it now before the new year, before 2020, before a second kid, before my 30th birthday. Okay, so talk now. So now you need to talk about your the. Let's talk about like the surgery. What happened? The lead up, the post surgery so recovery. Yeah. I'm pretty nervous. I don't like needles. First of all, talk about your back. Yeah, I what threw, happened to your back? I threw my. I sneezed, uh, and <laughs> I ended up. Th- I know it's embarrassing, but I ended up throwing my back out like really bad. Fell to the floor, couldn't move. Days em- before surgery, I was home alone with Ember. Ember came up like like screaming, like "What's wrong, Daddy?" Because I screamed, uh, and I was on the floor. And laid there for a few minutes, and I was able to roll over and get up finally. And this was two days before surgery, so uh, that's still going on. Surgery's healing really well, I think. It's fine. Like, I don't, you know, it's just a normal surgery healing, but my back is now the problem. So uh, I got to figure out, you know, do I go to physical therapy, massage? What do I do? So that they think it's only muscle spasms and, and not like a disc or anything, which is really good news, but. Uh, that's kind of been the daily battle at this point. Yeah. And you threw, I think it's because you were so yeah. stressed and anxious leading up to surgery that carrying all that stress in your body. Maybe. You've never been, I've never seen you so anxious in my entire time. Since I've known you, I've never seen you yeah. nervous really ever. I just don't like medical stuff. And you were so anxious and nervous that whole week, especially going into surgery that like, I'm pretty confident that well, I just that's kept envisioning what caused the back a steak knife heading towards spasm. like a very vulnerable part of my body. Yeah, so let's talk about that. We went in to, for this surgery, and Jeremy is so nervous all morning, sweating profusely, yeah. like I, so sweaty. <laughs> he just kept going like, "I'm so hot. I'm just is it hot in here? I'm just I'm just so hot." And he would like. Stand up and sit down on the hospital bed and stand up and sit down on the hospital bed. I'm so pacey and finicky and super nervous. And you just kept yeah. asking over and over, how am I going to fall asleep? Like, how, like, how is this going to work? How is this possible? How am I going to fall asleep? So Jeremy has never, been on uh, what's anesthesia. your, ex- barely been in hospitals, like ever. No, I've never even had an IV. Never had an IV, never had a broken bone. I had broke my clavicle Colorbone. once, yeah. Long and I, I I hit it for like five hours because I didn't want to go to the hospital. And you never, but but beyond that, my, no, my no mom experience found out. with medical illness, injury, any of that. Nothing for Jer. He's just been healthy. And so he has no just experience with that. And like getting the IV in, they had to give you, they had to give you drugs and then more drugs before you even went in for surgery just to calm you down. Yeah. 
And the cold, well, we, we can the not, cold nobody cares about dryer, this. We can keep talking. The cold air blower on your face. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, let's keep going. So that was a, okay. Let's keep. That going. was the you know I'm doing fine healing. That's kind of that update. All the while. Oh, we're just skipping. We're skipping the recovery. We're skipping coming out of surgery. Okay, hold on. No, we're sitting in the. I'm waiting for Jared to come out of surgery. He's so worried about falling asleep. They wheel him back. He doesn't remember like saying goodbye to me or anything. Ah, uh, yeah. He doesn't remember any of it. It's like a 30, 40 minute procedure. And the surgeon comes out oh, to the waiting room goodness. and tells me, surgery went great. He should be waking up soon. 30, 40 more minutes go by. I'm waiting in the waiting room. And they still haven't come out to get me. And I'm like, I'm still oh, enjoying gosh, that like, stuff. What happened? And then they finally come out to get me. And they're like, he took a little longer waking up than we thought. And I'm like, of course. Like the thing he is most worried about and he stays asleep. Ex- like they had to give him some something to wake him up. Yeah. And then when he woke up, he was so groggy. Like couldn't remember. I remember I was yeah, trying to I give think you a that, snack. I think the anesthesiast helped me a little bit. I he was, saw my pain. and I was trying to give you a snack because I wanted you to eat and get some water because you've been fasting all day. So I'm feeding you these graham crackers. And like one of the first things you said to me is like, babe, feed it to me like I eat popcorn. Because <laughs> you just wanted me to like shovel it in your mouth because yeah. you were so hungry. I, I slam bags of popcorn in mere seconds. Anyways, it was a comical experience. And the nurse looks over at me and I'm like very clearly, visibly very pregnant. pregnant and she's like, oh, I dear, like I hope your husband never has to have surgery on anything again. Yeah. <laughs> You're in for it. I mean, I'm, I grew up on a farm where I can take cuts and all that stuff. It's just for some reason inside the hospital walls, I just get the heebie-jeebies. You cannot take an IV. You were, it was the, the. Yeah, but I could, I could like slice my arm open on a tractor and wrap it up in a, in a shop rag and be okay for the day just because, it, you know, it's, but once you're inside those hospital walls with everything so clean, oh, what a man. Weirdo. You are so weird. Makes, makes me, my knees twinkle the funniest thing to me is just that like it was such a such a controlled procedure such a safe thing such a routine thing the doctor said he'd done how many a 500 a year for 25 years like insane and (laughs) i trusted it it's just i got over it babe i'm not you know i i did it it was just it was 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 the first time doing any of that and i just was i don't like it yeah okay okay, well i i i think this is it's interesting point learning curve or whatever from the whole thing i think for us just for our relationship like a takeaway is like i feel like you can better relate to me in just a lot of my injuries a lot of my sicknesses a lot of the things that i've been through in my like Mm-hmm. Being a collegiate athlete, getting my blood drawn every single week, all the injuries that I've had, all the and then labor alone, like not a predictable environment, no idea when it's going to end, very yeah. painful. You're not put to sleep, the whole thing. And I just, I feel like it allowed it allowed you just a glimpse yeah, into I, like I would agree. I mean, it was definitely, I guess we could call it a principle of sharing. Yeah, kind of moment in a way where I got to see through the window. I totally think so to understand you more for sure. Yeah. Anyways, it was really, we, we, what did you do in your well, downtime? Yeah, I was just going to say, so if anyone hasn't seen the show, The 100, oh man, that is so good. That Tell has them a, what it is about. Everything I would possibly want. No, we're not going to spend too much time on it, but everything I would want in a show is in that show. And it, it's got sci-fi, it's got space, it's got multi-planetary travel, it's got medieval warfare, it's got forts and, you know, Ewok, cre- not Ewok creatures, but Ewok dressed like uh, cre- grounders, they call them. Like, it's just got it all and it's got really good story. Um, and I was I was totally sucked into that and drawn to that for, for a lot of the downtime. So that's a super good show. I recommend it. I'd probably give it, I, I haven't finished it yet, but... Um, at this but point, you're close. At this point, <laughs> nine out of ten. Like it's up there on my. Yeah. I might even watch it again with Audrey type things, and that seems crazy to me because it's such a spending your time twice on a show. I don't know. That seems difficult to me, especially when it's seven seasons. But I might do it if yeah. Audrey wants to watch it. But how was how? So you're laying in bed watching this show. I mean, you're pretty much down yeah. for the count. My, for the first five. One days. of my big takeaways, though, babe, and something like we've been wrestling or not wrestling with, but like talking about is, um, I think that when you know seasons of, of like this come, it's forced. Uh, it's like a forced season where we can choose to 
buck against it or just kind of say, wow, I'm going to slow down and take a minute and, you know, not work every day like we normally do or uh, write something um, or work on the next book, you know. And so it was really nice for me to take a forced moment to, wow, I can literally sit in this chair because I've got a thrown out back and I'm recovering from an abdominal surgery. Mm, it wasn't really like that for me, but yeah. I know, we're going to get there. <laughs> but it was interesting for me because that's the one thing I... Yes, totally agree. I, you know, the, it, we always want to fight Moments it or like that do are, something. Moments like that forced rest. Yeah, forced for sure. rest. And that was really nice is all I'm trying to say. It was really nice yeah. um, for a little while. And then meanwhile, Audrey decided to... Uh, uh, potty train Ember. Yeah, so a lot of people are asking, why do potty train now? Why don't you just wait and put it off till later? Well, I figured I was going to be home taking care of Jeremy because they mm-hmm. say, like, from what we'd heard the first two weeks, you're pretty much down for the count. And Jared literally needed help going to the bathroom himself for the first five well, days. Here's, here's the thing, though. The abdominal surgery was not that bad. Yeah. It, it was the back. But the first five days, your hernia hurt The first hurt five days, sure. My hernia hurt, but I was also on drugs and stuff. But my back still right. hurt a lot. Like, yeah. That was why I couldn't you, roll out of you bed. You were pretty immobile even for the first couple of weeks. No. It wasn't really till like two weeks that you were really like, okay, you can get around pretty good. Because my can't back started getting better. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, we I decided, well, I'm going to just be home taking care of Ember or taking care of Jer, you know, feeding him and helping him. I might as well just be home with Ember and potty trainer and just do the whole like do it all, stay home, do it let all her run once. around naked yeah. and kind of just like, yeah, do it at the same time. So yeah. um, I had not really done – I knew Ember was ready – because a lot of people, a lot of people are asked like, you know, how did you know she was ready or don't, for, you're not supposed to force it or all these things, right? And there's so many different conflicting views on potty training. And I had decided I'm not going to Google it. Like I never once Googled potty training methods or looked anything up. Yeah. I just had had friends that I'd heard talk about it when we lived in Bend and yeah. I'd watched them go through it. And I'd heard some things along the way, and I'm just like, I'm just going to go off of my intuition. I'm going to watch Ember. I'm going to trial and error stuff and just not let myself get overwhelmed by all the contradicting views and suggestions and all the things that are out there because I don't want to be overwhelmed by it. So I just decided to do it that way. Yeah. And I want to say something about that, babe. I think I didn't know that. I literally just heard you tell me that. And I like that a lot. I think, you know, not for everything because obviously – we're in the information age and tools and researching and Googling. I mean, it saves so much time. It's it's an incredibly amazing tool. Um, honestly, like a turn of humanity type of tool as far as it's the massive scale of how helpful and what it's done. But I like that you did that because you were built for this. You know, yeah. like there's something in your, like you shouldn't, you don't need to Google it. You, yeah, like some, I just feel there's like there's like a about, level of intuitiveness. There's a it. level of intuitiveness about it. And also, what did you do? You talked to friends, which built relationships, and mm-hmm. you did all that. And you didn't need to, like, not you really said, that much, though. I didn't really talk to too many friends. Like, yeah, kind of, it's true. But I lean from past. Granted, I will say, my I, point is, you didn't spend a week stressing right, yourself out, agonizing, and, agonizing. And not to say, like, people do that. I'm just saying, I like to hear that. That's kind of cool. I didn't know yeah. that you did that. And I think, and I will say, disclaimer, like I have, there's moms that I follow on social media who I've seen post about potty training. So like I've seen things on the internet, you know, without blatantly Googling it. Like I've seen stuff on social media over the years. So I knew kind of like, yeah, let them run around naked and put the little potty in the middle of the living room so it's accessible and they can get to it quickly. And I also knew things about Ember. Like I know that Ember is a very rewards driven child. Mm -hmm. So I knew that like, M&Ms and cookies and stickers were the name of the game. Stickers, and yeah. <laughs> that was going to be a slam dunk so for her. That, so, that being said, babe, share a little bit on what you did. What was the process of potty training for anyone with kids or new, yeah. which I'm sure a lot of people listening are in a similar season of life, maybe, but not yeah. everyone. I'm just saying a lot of you might have kids and would want to hear that. So we, and I'm just sharing my experience. Like we, yeah. she is not 100% potty trained yet. And this is not like I'm an expert on potty training by any means. Here's just what I did. Some tips, um, things that like worked and didn't work from my trial and erring. So 
Anyways, I knew she was ready because she'd been peeing on the potty like three times a day for the past couple months. But I just didn't want to potty train her in the middle of pumpkin season and all that. So um, was kind of waiting for this surgery time to just be home, stay home. That's something I'd heard from friends like block out a four to five day chunk of time to just stay home, not go anywhere, let them run around naked. That was kind of like mm-hmm. the thing that I'd heard a lot of people say. And so I... Um, Ember had been peeing on the potty and asking to pee on the potty pretty much like every morning when she woke up, she wanted to pee on the potty, you know, before bath time, she wanted to pee on the potty. And then sometimes during the day, she'd just be like, oh, mommy, pee pee potty, because we bought her this little potty on Amazon that's like super cute, makes a little flushing noise. And so she was excited to use it. We had like a piece of paper up in the bathroom where Mm -hmm. I would let her put a sticker up every time she went pee pee on the potty. But we were still in diapers at this point. Until the surgery. Then I decided, okay, we're going to go to Target. We're going to pick out some big girl underwear. She'll be excited about that. Yeah. So we go to Target, pick out the big girl underwear. I'm thinking she's going to pick out like these really cute underwear, like princess underwear, stars, whatever. And she wanted Toy Story yeah. <laughs> and Choo Choo Train. So both little boys underwear. And I, Lego undies. I bought one pack of like just the basic girl um, or like the training underwear because there's there's two kinds of underwear. There's like this training underwear that's like with thick padding bottom. This was the first time I think she saw or heard of Minnie and Mickey Mouse, right? Is this why no, she's in? No, because my mom has those little characters. And oh, okay, ben. okay. Because she's all of a sudden into Mickey. She, Mickey, she, she has co- Mickey Mouse coloring books. That's why. Yeah. Okay. She says Mickey all the time. Um. Right? Anyways. But it was Choo Choo Trains and Toy Story. That was the first. That's what she wanted. She was super excited to have Buzz Woody on her bottom. And so we took those home. We put them on. She was really excited about it. And for the first couple of day, for the first couple of days, I actually had her starting in the underwear because she was super excited about the underwear. And then she'd have like an accident or two in the underwear. And then I noticed she started to get excited to go get another pair of underwear and put on a new Woody Buzz or a different choo-choo train. Ooh, what a sneak. And I was like, this isn't working. So I let her, so like after I realized that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to let her wear underwear in the morning until she has an accident. And then once she has an accident, I let her go naked after that. Naked. And then she kind of like, then after like three or four peas throughout the day, later I'd let her have her underwear back in the evening. So that was kind of one thing that I did. Another thing that I trial and aired was we, we did M&M stickers, cookies, f- cookies for poops, M&Ms and stickers for peas. Um, and then have since transitioned away from M&Ms. And like, we don't really reward her as much for peas now. Like I, I will let her have a sticker if she asks, but it's more like the poops that we're working on. Poops were a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that in a second. Um, But anyways, I had her running around naked throughout the day. I had her drink lots of water and apple juice throughout the first like five days so that there was lots of opportunities to go to the bathroom. And then she would basically like after the first three or four days, after the first like two or three days, really, she started telling me like, mama, pee pee potty, pee pee potty. And she'd run to the bathroom and we'd do our little Daniel Tiger song, flush and wash and be on your way. That she, songs (laughs) works, works for Amber a lot. yeah. And cause she loves the songs. And then I'd give her a sticker. So poops, was really then the only thing that we were having accidents with, which Babe, was tricky. Just don't say it like that again. Why? <laughs> what was wrong with that? Nothing. I was just like very. Um. So there was poops were much more difficult. She would <laughs> go to the bathroom. <laughs> Why is it bad? You don't like the way I'm saying poop? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dan's in the office and he's laughing too. Wait, why is this funny? <laughs> I don't get it. Maybe we're guys. I don't know. But you guys are so Go weird. on. Okay. Anyways, I would let her like run to the bathroom and she'd sit on the potty, but then like nothing would come out. She wouldn't want to go. So then she'd get off. Mm-mm. And then like 30 seconds, a couple minutes later, she'd go, oh no, poopoo potty again. And so she'd run to the bathroom, sit on the bathroom, nothing would come out. And then like the third time on her way running to the bathroom, she would poop her underwear and so I I just realized that, like, she wasn't giving herself enough time sitting on the potty to actually go. Yeah. Like, she would feel the sensation coming, but then she wouldn't wait. So we tried doing books. Like, we'll read a book while we're sitting yeah. on the potty. I also tried, like, shutting the door and, and saying, okay, you tell me when you're all done and, like, me leaving. So yeah. she wouldn't get, like, anxious that I was there. Um, 
And it just, that took a few more days. Like we had accidents for like the first couple weeks with poop and still have had accidents this past week. Um, but one thing that really, really worked was we went and we got a special toy specifically for pooping on the body. And we put it, we got her a Jess, she picked out a Jesse doll, like from Toy Story. And we put yeah. it on the counter in the bathroom where she could see it. And I said, yeah, Jesse wants you to put your poopoos in the potty. Once you put your poops in the potty, then you can have Jesse. And she didn't poop for like a day and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally she did it, made it in time, pooped on the potty. And the, she was so excited. I wish we would have got it on video. Oh, we were man. both there. It was the cutest thing. She just puts her arms straight up in the air and she goes, Jesse toy. <laughs> yeah. And like, she says it like a hundred times. Jesse toy. So Jessie excited. Die. She's been staring at it every time she went pee. And so she finally got to get it. And so then we gave it to her and she was so excited. And Never left she, her sight for the rest of the day. Yeah. And then she did And then it. after that, then she started. She's had an accident going. or two. Maybe. There's been a couple times where she she's been just too late can't or quite early. make it. Yeah, yeah, can't quite make it. But uh one of those times we were coming home from errands and we told her in the car for like ten minutes, you gotta hold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, uh, that was super cute and cool to see it work. And then should I jump to when I was uh when I was home alone with her and I was cooking her dinner? Yeah. Man, she, she gotta do a hundred things. Next thing you know, I'm like, uh shoot, where's Ember? And I leave the stove and I walk into the uh That the I left. So I went bathroom. out of town. Yeah. Jared was yeah, yeah, home yeah. with Ember by himself. Audrey went for out of town. Two nights. Yep. So I was a couple I, days. I ago. was at home with Ember for two nights and I went into the bathroom um and she's washing her hands and there's a gnarly <laughs> She just did it by herself. Did it by herself, just sitting there. And I'm like, Ember, you just poo pooed on the potty, like by yourself. And so anyway, she's getting it and Was she uh, still naked bottom like she didn't tell uh, you to no, come it, wipe? No, I have no idea. I did, but I mean, I was impressed. So, yeah, so that's anyways, good. That's kind of the potty training. Uh, I I also also say she she now so Ember is still in her crib, and yeah. I this this is one thing that's been a little tricky with potty training. I'm not ready to transition her out of her crib yet because we have stairs in our house, and she's not tried to climb out of it yet, even though I know she's fully capable of doing yeah. it. And Jer actually had to teach her how to climb in and out of it this but, past weekend because he I can't lift her. A, yeah, but we used an ottoman. But anyways, she wakes up in the morning with a dry diaper yelling for me, mama, pee pee potty, pee pee potty. So she's like waiting to go pee in the morning and doesn't pee at night. And we put pull-ups on her at night, but she hasn't gone in them. Like she's woken up with dry diapers. And then even during nap time sh or in the middle of the night, she'll wake up if she has to pee and yell for me. Yeah. Um, which is really good. Which is really cool. I was really surprised by that. I don't know if that's going to continue or if she's going to regress or like whatever. But for now, that's been working. I still keep her in pull-ups um, during nap time and nighttime anyways, just in case she has an accident. But she has been mostly dry. Um, and one time we were actually, Jared and I were in the garage for a second, like doing a project and she had woken up from nap. And we didn't know that she had woken up. Like we didn't hear her. And I came inside and I heard her upstairs like yelling, mama, baby, potty. Mm -hmm. And I come upstairs and she's sitting in her crib holding her crotch, like holding it. Yeah. And I was, that was like pretty impressive. This was just like a few days ago, but. So she's getting it for sure. Anyways, I will say it's honestly been like a pretty funny experience. Like a lot of parents are like, oh, potty training is like the hardest thing ever. Like it's really cute and like if you really can block out i mean i just told myself i'm not gonna get anything done during the day i'm gonna take care of jer and ember and gonna make meals yeah we had kind of like and that's two, pretty much what two I weeks did. of i mean it was hard for you like you were really tired yeah. and, and then i stayed up super late working because yeah, my only time to get work done was a lot like of oils stuff you were doing really late. after she went to bed so it was like a crazy couple of weeks plus on top of that we had some just big decisions to make and like yeah work stuff which we won't like maybe dive too deep into but well i think next week we uh, we're not going to dive into it next week really but but yeah anyways it's we've we've been going through some decisions and we've been thinking about when is a good time to update you guys on some bigger decisions that we've been kind of making going through and you know a lot of you know the farm is kind of a part of that uh if you follow my family at all what's happening with the farm and so there's some interesting 
uh, decisions that's been on Audrey's and my plate lately. And so that decision making, I think, is, uh, you know, a really crucial key skill to develop and something I've been developing and Audrey's been developing. And so if we can make better decisions, obviously, it's a good thing. Yeah. And like just for context, you know, within those two weeks, Jay and I got out our butcher paper and did butcher yeah. paper lists, Which pros it, and cons yeah. twice for two separate like big decisions that we needed to make in the midst of all this going on and me and being really paper pregnant. the are, that's the big guns of decision making for us. <laughs> yeah, we did a full episode on butcher paper goals and like- Bringing out the big guns there. Why yeah. we do that or what that looks like if you want to go back to Yeah, I think we, the beginning it was actually almost a year ago. The new yeah. year, butcher paper it goals. it was like the and, new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or decision-making, butcher paper, yeah. Um, yeah, so we've basically had two weeks where we're kind of at home, not doing too much. And, and it's it, been kind of like fun. I mean, like hard, but in some ways like really nice and sweet to have lots of time with Ember, like just doing crafts yeah, and I mean, Play-Doh. At the end and- of the, it was a kind of a reminder of this is why, this is one reason why we decided to work for ourselves Yeah. and create tools and resources for people to live more intentional lives and, um, you know, uh, run our own business really that mm-hmm. this is kind of why we do it and it's been interesting because you can become a slave of the of the you know the cage you build essentially and that happens to a lot of people that work for themselves um, and so it's definitely been a learning process and a strategy as Audrey and I try to kind of break free from what we've built and chained ourselves to in a way and I know that's kind of vulgar language, if you will, because we love what we do. It's so fun. But if you're not careful, mm-hmm. it can be all-consuming. And we've definitely had seasons of it being all-consuming. Like, mm-hmm. not even hanging out with people because, you know, oh, we're going to go work. We love it. We enjoy it. It's a lot of fun, but the balance is important. Mm-hmm. Right, you guys, we have another book recommendation for you this week. This week's book recommendation is The Sacred Enneagram Workbook by Chris Hewitz. Now, if you guys remember, we had Chris Hewitz on the podcast in the very beginning once we when we launched this thing, it was episode four. So if you haven't listened to that, now would be a good time to go back, give it a listen. You can learn all about Chris and his book, Sacred Enneagram. He's got a new one, The Sacred Enneagram Workbook. And I think this is going to be a fantastic tool to further dive into the Enneagram and how it can be useful for us. Sacred Enneagram has sold over 100,000 copies. And Chris Hewitz is not just an international Enneagram expert, but also a credentialed teacher. And he's studied under many of the Enneagram master teachers. So he knows his stuff for sure. And this workbook uh, includes tools for making sense of testing results and how to identify your type. Also unlocking the why behind you know who we are and why we do what we do, which is a large part of, of why Audrey and I think Enneagram is so useful. Um, helps us to break out of our greatest emotional, interpersonal, and spiritual challenges. And so I think this is going to be a great book to further understand the Enneagram uh, as we learn not just more about ourselves, but ultimately learn how to become more like Jesus. So... This is going to be fantastic uh, and a great place to dive further into the Enneagram and how it can be useful for relationships, not just introspectively, but with family, friends, our spouses, and uh, with the Lord. So I know it's uh, on Amazon. It's available anywhere books are sold, and we encourage you guys to go grab a copy. Again, Sacred Enneagram Workbook by Chris Hewitz. All right, back to the episode. This is something that we wanted to touch on. I said we're, you said we'd share it in a couple minutes. I said it'd probably be 20. Oh, yeah. But we are, you know, coming up for us, like, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday is a huge time of the year for just like our businesses and always more of the shop and just the things that we do. There's a lot going on this time of the year. Yeah. And wait, wait, this is the big news, right, babe? Yeah. Okay. Big news. Well, I'm, I'm saying it in context like we have been working really hard. We have been working really hard on a lot of staying stuff. Staying up really late working really hard yeah. because that's the only time to work lately. Um, now we're back in the office. You know, it was two weeks of kind of off, but now we're back. Yeah. And this, we've got some exciting stuff coming. We do. So. But some exciting something just happened. And 
the, we have a new website, a new presence footprint, if you will, on the interwebs, and that is theroloffs.com. And on theroloffs.com, there is the podcast blog. Which, which is super exciting because now basically anything we ever mention in an episode, you can go and find it there. So we get so many comments and DMs from you guys all the time like, what was that book that you guys talked about in the podcast? Or what was the what's the potty that Ember used to potty train or what's the, yeah. you know, whatever it is, we're just going to link it all. Yep. All the quotes, all, all the, the books, all the, all links the everything. To people that we interview, social media. Yeah, yeah. Enneagram books, like whatever it is, it's going to be there for you broken down by episode. On the, yeah. So if you think, oh man, like episode 64 was, was so, or, you know, whatever, ep- whatever episode it was, was so good. They talked about this a lot. Or this book, you should be able to go and it'll link you straight there. It'll have all the codes we talk about, the discounts, Instagrams, whatever. Um, And it'll also make it super easy for you to share the podcast with your friends and family because you can now share the link to a specific podcast. And if they don't have Apple or like if if they use a different um, platform to use their podcast, they'll be able to see like they'll be able to grab links to whatever podcast platform yes. they want to listen on from that blog. Yes. <laughs> um, so just kind of a really good home base. Yeah. I mean, this is very cool. And there's We're super an, excited there's another it. really, really cool thing that is available on this website, theroloffs.com, that has never happened before. Babe, would you like to share? <laughs> yes. So... Never before have you been able to purchase the marriage journal and a love letter life together. Um, like as a bundle. We've as never a been able to like, yeah, product. you've never been able to buy it together because the marriage journal isn't on Amazon and a love letter life isn't in our shop. So now, they, now they're we, both in our shop. You guys are the first to know. We have not announced this anywhere yet. Um, but we have now, we now have the option for you to be able to purchase a love letter life and the marriage journal together as a bundle. And for podcast listeners only, we're going to give you 30% off that bundle. um, Which is for this week of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So starting today, Tuesday, the 26th of November, if you're listening on the day that this podcast release until December 2nd, which is Cyber Monday, you will be able to get 30% off when you buy a Love Letter Life and the Marriage Journal as a bundle um, with the discount code PODCAST30. Yep. So PODCAST30 is the discount code that gets you 30% off. When you go to theroloffs.com and you click to buy the bundle, make sure that you're actually purchasing the bundle. Like you'll see a product for the bundle together. So don't go like add the marriage journal and then add a love letter life to your so cart. It, yeah, if you there's go, a bundled product. <laughs> if you go to the rolloffs.com in the main menu, books, one of the book options is bundle or marriage bundle, and that'll take you straight there. Or if you just scroll down the page a little bit, you have the product options. You'll see the bundle. Um, there are other places on the site as well, but make sure it's the bundle. And Podcast we're 30. super excited about this because. So many of you guys that are listening to this episode right now, you've already read A Love Letter Life, you already have the marriage journal, but we feel like this is just like a really cool opportunity for you to be able to gift A Love Letter Life and the marriage journal together yeah. to somebody for Christmas or maybe you know somebody that's getting married during yeah. this holiday season. Or, or someone that just wants to or needs a little encouragement uh, to turn a new leaf in the new year. Right. You know? um, or if you have a copy of A Love Letter Life, but you want a copy of the marriage journal, you could buy the bundle and gift the copy of A Love Letter Life to someone, yeah. or but keep the marriage the products journal. are there individually as and well. And it's 30% but off from today w- until Cyber Monday, December 2nd at midnight. Yep. Podcast 30. Write it down. Wherever you are right now, take a quick note. Um, anyways, we wanted to make that exclusive to the podcast listeners only. You guys, again, are the first to know about this. Yep. But we're also super excited about just like the release of the podcast blog so you guys can find all the things on there. Yeah. Um, so we've been working really hard on that. Very cool. And that, this is going to be kind of the, the, our new kind of hub and link to. So if you ever want to know what we're up to or find anything, you should be able to just go to the rolloffs.com. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. Sweet. We thought we'd do a couple other just like real quick life update randomness stuff. Yeah. How about, uh, yeah. How about, how about, you know, we talked about previous stuff. 
future stuff? What are we kind of? That's kind of what. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. Yeah. What are we? What are we uh, looking to do? We got, or I put out a little thing on social media asking, like, what do you guys want us to talk about in this episode? And there's some pregnancy questions. There's some. Okay. Well, let's answer those. Baby boy. There's some, what are you going to do after the baby's born? Okay, well, let's answer more specific questions from people once, uh, you know, we give a little where, or maybe we don't need to really give a little where we're at now because there isn't really, we're we're making decisions. They know that. Um, Oh, I'm thinking about, we're thinking about getting a new vehicle simply because if you read A Love Our Life, you know. This is not one of our big butcher paper decisions. No, this is not one of our big butcher (laughs) paper decisions. This is just something that we've been wanting to do for it. But oh, wow. one of my vehicles just kind of broke down the other day. I had a little fuel issue. Just Only some, one of them? Yeah. It, well, they're all old cars. People know that. And, you know, I've had them forever. But um, uh, they're, you know, don't, they don't have airbags. They're not really safe. They are not really reliable. So it's time to time to maybe turn a new leaf and uh, get something a little bit more, how shall I say, family equipped. Hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a big decision. What are you thinking about getting? A truck, Tundra. Toyota Tundra. Yeah, so, but that's not initially what you wanted. No, I wanted a Tacoma, but they're way too small. Way too we small. We went and sat in one. For and kids. man, yeah, that's a it tiny, tiny. Crushed Jeremy's dreams. But Well, yeah, it's what I wanted. Um, but anyways, the car seat it, it makes doesn't even sense. fit in the back. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense now. So that that's a big decision coming up. Ember's doing gymnastics, which is really fun, is another thing. Super fun. I feel like that's been it's just once a week, but um, we go, she goes with the Mueller's kid, Rowan, who's the same age as her. So she has like a friend in the class and it's just really cute to see her. It's her first experience in kind of like a, you know, quasi classroom setting where she is following a teacher. Yeah. She's learning boundaries, but she's also getting to like play yeah. and she has her little gymnastics leotard, which is so cute. And then, and um, fun. And then that's been a fun thing. That's been a really fun thing. And then we're setting up baby boys room, which, which, I would say we're pretty close to being done. It needs like details and whatnot, but not at all close to being done. But yeah, okay. Okay, well, we have different <laughs> we expectations. We have a room cleaned out with a crib. There's in a it. crib, I and mean, that's she's good. Yeah, he's get good. him some sheets. You know? We uh, do need to get the bins down from the attic of the baby stuff. Yeah, we need to get all the baby and stuff and the breastfeeding stuff. But, but neither of us can lift those how, right now. How, I mean, ever everyone says your second kid is so much different than your first. It is so true. Oh, yeah. It's just very interesting how... You mean how you approach to getting ready for it? Yes. Like, you don't know what you don't know. And so you're you're in this zone of, like, figuring a lot of things out and researching and this and that. With the second one, it's like, I've you know, you've kind of done the research. You've gone through. You've done the race once. You know, it's, yeah. like I said... Like, I'm, like, a month away from and my due date. And just, I just bought the first little yeah. pine cone baby onesie clothing item for baby boy yesterday. <laughs> But we do have a crib. We have a crib. Hey, and we've we got a, a crib. And a cleaned out it, room. But we don't even need a crib. Like, all we need is a little thing. Yeah, we just need to get the, the bassinet down the bassinet from down, the yeah. attic again. Neither of us can yeah. lift it. But All right. Um, what else? Questions. Want to take some specific questions that people have asked? You said you gathered some. Uh, There's a couple random. Oh, a lot of people just ask about pregnancy. I Because I just okay. have not let's shared. Give a, let's give them a little pregnancy update. I haven't shared too much about this pregnancy, and that's not for any like particular reason. I just how are um, you feeling? <laughs> Do you feel different than you did with Ember? Um, a lot of people are like, "Are you feeling better this pregnancy than you did with Ember?" And like, I don't know why people ask that question because I had an incredible pregnancy with Ember. Um, like, I felt great the whole time. But they, they and talk, this pregnancy babe, they're is talking like, about your post. No, no, pregnancy. There's specific pregnancy. Oh, I don't know. The, my pregnancies have been pretty similar. I'll say the main blaring differences are this baby is just so much lower, so much lower. And I don't know if that's a baby boy versus baby girl thing or if that's a second pregnancy thing. Yeah. But like he is just low. And also my hair is so much straighter. This is just like a weird thing. I don't know if anyone's had this, but when I get out of the shower and let my hair air dry, it's like straight, which is super weird for me. It kind yeah. of freaks me out. Yeah, it, it That's been a weird thing. A that is definitely strange. like a pregnancy thing. Um, this baby moves so much, just like Ember. Maybe more. Jared, what would you say? I would say more. Ember had her big kicks. This baby's he nonstop is, tumbling. Yeah, he moves so much. Um, Going to be a little... I got little, a little more heartburn and like random things. But for the most part, like, I mean, it's been a good pregnancy. I'm super grateful. Yeah. 
Um, it's fun being pregnant this time of year because it's like cozy inside time. Like I don't feel like I'm missing out on all the outdoor activities. And yeah. so that's been kind of fun. Um, yeah, because you were pregnant straight through summer. With yeah, Amber. and then like I feel like having a newborn in the wintertime just to be able to like cozy up by the fire and not feel like I am missing out on all the outside fun stuff. Is there... You're also, I have noticed, I'm not so worried about what you're eating simply because you kind of know. Oh, right? you mean like, like you're not yeah, like, what I can and can't eat? Yeah. 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 Like I feel like the second time around, yeah, you just have all that intel just yeah, kind of a, already. Which is why it's a little bit more out of sight, out of mind type thing. Yes. Yes. But we're like getting you're close. researching stuff. We're all the seven time. weeks away now. I'm definitely nervous for labor. Like definitely more nervous than I thought I would be given that I've done it before, like I thought this time I'd just, but I am like nervous, mm. very nervous about it. And I just like, I feel like as I get closer and closer. What can husbands do for their wives I don't know. when you you're nervous me. for giving birth? <laughs> I don't know. Is it just a verbal game? Just like, Hey, you're going to, you know, you're, it's going to be good. I think, I don't know. I, I feel like women need to talk to women about it. Like just to prep for it, like just to talk about why they're nervous and why I might be afraid and stuff like that. Well, that sounds fine. <laughs> hey, I think like I feel like that helps. And like I just went away, like we mentioned in the episode, for a weekend for a 30th birthday party with a bunch of girls. And like we we're just talking. A lot of my friends are in the same season of life of being pregnant and yeah. having their first and second kids right now. And so just being able to like share stories and talk about things, I feel like helps just in general. Um, but like for me, people always say, I think one thing for me that has been interesting is like, everyone's like, oh, you know, like you just forget the pain of childbirth and that's why everyone does it again. And it's like, I do not forget that pain. I remember it. Well, you did it all natural too, though. But I, I don't, people the like have said that like yeah. both ways. And I yeah. just, I very much remember it. And so I think that makes me nervous and it makes me nervous just you know, the uncertainty of all, I have no idea when I'm going to go into labor. I have no idea. Like all of that, you know, wrapped up into Christmas time and the new yeah. year. And so well, anyways, I, that's good. I'm I, probably not as mentally prepared to this time as I was for Ember. Like I just haven't done as much hmm. intentional, you know, journaling, praying, writing out scriptures and affirmations and like some of the things that I was doing to prepare for Ember's birth. Yeah. I just was more proactive about. And so I, maybe could just like be more proactive about that and maybe that would help for sure. Just talking to myself. <laughs> I think Anyways. so. I, I would say for me, um, I've been thinking very recently, like the last maybe a month or so, uh, it's been hitting me of, well, I'm going to have a son mm. and that it's been a little bit different than having a daughter. Just be just, yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. And so I think for how, so how is it hitting you different? Well, I think for husbands, you know, you like I really want to relate to my kids and have a good relationship with them, you know, from the get go. And I want people to see like, oh, wow, you know, Jer has a great relationship with his daughter. Um, that's just been a value of mine, something I'm going to sacrifice for. But for uh, for my son now coming, I feel a something I didn't feel with Ember. I feel a sense of um, leadership, like mm -hmm. Wow, how am I leading my? How am I going to replicate uh, leading my? Um, is that the right word? Replicate? How am I going to portray my leadership? And what am I going to teach mm -hmm. him about how I lead? And I know this is like future stuff, but mm -hmm. you know they're so observant at such a young age, oh, yeah. and your patterns become their patterns, and um, you know words mean nothing unless they're backed up by what you do, and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And so I've been thinking about that a lot more with this one for some reason. And a lot of leadership boils down to decision-making. And again, with all the big decisions that's on our table right now, uh, it's just been kind of a revolving door of leadership, decision-making, who am I and who mm. do I want to be? Leadership, decision-making, mm. who am I, who do I want to be uh, You know, for okay. my son who's going to watch me and uh, and all that. So that's kind of been my big thing. And I think a lot of dads feel that. And it is a burden feeling, but I think it's one of those God-given feelings that He gives. Uh, he gives us specific, specifically men, so that we don't stay boys, because oh, because it's easy to 
you know, stay a boy and not want to think about kind of, or be or change a few ways because you can get by being married, you know, doing a few of those things that kids demand, you know? And so I don't know, I'm just processing out loud right now, but I think it's good, but it is a sense of a burden and kind of like a, whoa, like time to, you know, once more and keep stepping up and learning and growing. Yeah. It's a push onward. Yeah. Long winded, but that's how I'm, how I've been feeling. Yeah. It's good, babe. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yep. I know it's hard for your nine self to yeah, share Yeah, I just that shared stuff. something. Wow. Geez. Wow. So vulnerable. Um, well, I hope, I hope that's valuable to, uh, you know, to you listening, but yeah, well, that's a pretty good a, update. A um, lot of people have asked if we have a name for baby boy, but oh. we just can't, sorry, we can't tell you. Well, we only have we one name. We just can't tell you. Don't you want to be surprised? <laughs> I don't think we want to tell ourselves yet. Like we don't really know. Yeah. Uh, but we do only have one name in the running. And so we're kind of like, well, maybe that's going to be it, but maybe not. So yeah, we'll see. So we will see. Right now he's baby brother and Ember every day says. We haven't talked about Thanksgiving. Baby brother come out now. Hold you. Baby brother hold you. Yeah. Um, We haven't talked about Thanksgiving at all, but we're going to be in Bend, which will be really fun. We are going to be taking a little bit well i guess we got a couple episodes before we take a little bit of a break but uh for christmas we're going to be taking a break um yeah anything else babe thanksgiving we hope you guys have a great thanksgiving we are super excited to be with some fam and friends in bend and go back to our old stomping grounds for a little bit and hopefully there'll be some snow there so ember can actually like play in the snow this year which will be fun um yeah i don't know that's kind of it don't forget to take advantage of that podcast 30 discount code for 30% off yeah. the A Love Our Life and the Mayor Journal combo. Just go to therolloffs.com, podcast 30, 30% off. And I, that's probably the steepest sale we've ever done and ever will do. Yeah. And you guys are the first to know about it. Also, while supplies last, so we have no idea, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving you access to this now before anybody else and at 30% off. So take advantage, grab some gifts for some friends. There we have it. Um, Hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving with family. And we'll be back to chat with you next week. Yep. All right. Have a good holiday. See you guys. Bye. Bye.